Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. We have a very special show for you folks today. What are the Weaver Awards? Have you ever heard of the Weaver Awards? Well, guess what? You're in for a treat. The Weaver Awards were created by the Aspen Institute in partnership with MIT Bank to recognize and support individuals and small groups and communities who are building strong relationships and fostering social trust through various grassroots community-focused projects. Baltimore was the pilot market for the Weaver Awards, first launched in 2021. The first round of awardees honored 10 projects and grew efforts this year to recognize and honor 20 projects with grants of $5,000 each to support their projects. These Weavers are the individuals who often aren't eligible for other grant programs, and their work typically goes unnoticed and unfunded. Weavers Projects are relationship in nature, rooted in connection and trust building. Their work could be preparing meals for homeless or organizing food drives for them. Also could be a project to revitalize neighborhoods through trash cleanup days. Other projects could be could support neighborhood after school programs for students whose parents have to work but can't afford other child care options. Today, we'll be talking to individuals who work with the Weaver program. And very excited to talk with some really amazing people who are doing amazing things in the community. And like I said, we have a representative from M&T Bank that will be on um, on the show this day, today. A representative from Aspen Institute will be on the show. And also a Weaver winner. We, the next voices you'll be hearing are the people from representing those people from M&T and Weaver Award winners. So excited for you guys to listen to this episode. We'll be right back with these messages. Surveys show nearly 4 in 10 Americans feel they can't trust most people. Weave, the social fabric project, was created by the Aspen Institute to solve these crises in America's social trust. If you want to become a weaver of your community, meet the other building trust among neighbors, head to weareweavers.org. You can follow the Weave Project or join the community of weavers at weareweavers.org. And folks, we are back. And I told you guys, we, you know, we have amazing guests coming on today. And I'm very excited, you know, to talk about these Weaver Awards. And who else better than uh, somebody who is really cares about what's going on in the community? Mr. Jim Peterson from M&T Bank. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, Aaron. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And tell a little bit of people a little bit about you from M&T. Yeah, so uh, I'm not originally from Baltimore, okay. but I've been here for a long time. I've been here long enough to call it home, right? I've been here since 97. Uh, I actually moved a company from from the Pennsylvania area down here uh, in 97. And I've been here ever since, raised my kids uh, here. And, and again, I call it home. Oh, that's nice. Nice. And how long have you been with M&T Bank? So I've been with M&T going on three years now. Okay. All right. And and what things can you say about M&T that, like, I know it's really it seems like the M&T Stadium. That's the way we correlate in Baltimore. You guys are really highly visible in the community. Um, where are some things that you guys can, can talk about, some things you guys have done to community-wise? You know what? I, I'm glad you asked me that because, you know, as a business owner, again, I bought my, I bought my business down here and, and operated directly across the street from M&T Bank. I was on Russell Street, Russell and Austin, right? So at, we look out our window and we saw M&T Bank Stadium uh, all day long. Uh, and, and, you know, we hired folks from, from the community, et cetera. And we always heard that M&T was the big business bank, right? We bank with M&T. Uh, and and we were always the the impression was that M and T was the was the big business, 
bank, right? That the little guy, that, that M&T didn't have anything for the little guy. And, um, you know, uh, I, I came to the bank in a kind of a different way as a business owner, not as a financial major coming out of high school and things like that and, or having worked for another bank. And, and after uh, joining M&T, I partnered with them. You know, long story short, I worked for the city after I sold the business and, and, um, and partnered with M&T. And then what I found is that M&T really cares. And yes, our, our name is on the, on the stadium, but our name is also on uh, a lot of the things that are going on uh, throughout the city. And, and people just don't know it, right? Uh, as I started to get to know what's going on inside of M&T, I'm like, man, y- y'all did that? And, and, and oh, 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 and we did that too? You know, uh, it's just that our name isn't on everything. But we are in the community. M&T has always been in the community. That's great. Thank you for explaining that. So why is M&T involved with the Weaver Awards? Because it's just what we do, right? Uh, when Aspen Institute came to M&T, uh, we thought that it was a it was a perfect partnership because we have to we have to uh, you know we're trying to build foundations. Uh, we're in the business of, of giving out uh, capital, right? You ask everybody what they need; they need capital, right? So this is social capital. This is what uh, M&T is building in these communities. It's not just writing a check. You know, writing a check is great. Uh, we were going to be writing twenty checks right, to 20 individuals through, throughout various neighborhoods. But it's more than that. It, it's uh, myself and, and uh, my coworker, Tanya Dorsey, we're on the selection committee. You know, we're out here doing these things. We have a bunch of folks. Uh, M&T, I don't know if people know this, but M&T actually pays uh, their employees 40 hours, 40 working hours for volunteer services, mm. right? So we're out here. We don't want to just say, here's a check. Uh, um, thank you. Congratulations. We want to say, how can we help? Right. How can we come help you do what we do? We're doing things like uh, uh, working at farms. Uh, there, there's some particular farms that we go out and we assist with. There's some cleanups and, and you know, uh, we, we just packed um, a, a bunch of food boxes up at the brewery uh, um, not a couple of weeks ago. You know, things like that. It's not, you know, we want to help. We want to be a part of it. So, you know, I hear that all, all the great things you explained. And I always uh, keep on reading back and forth about trust. Yeah. Social yeah. trust. Yeah. Tell us like definition. What's your definition of trust and how does that pertain to what we're doing with We Rewards? Well, it is very important to M&T and, and it's a part of, uh, part of our mission, right? You can't, you can't build those foundations without that trust. And, and that's why we have these boots on the ground. Uh, again, we can't sit over uh, at one light street and, and build trust uh, on, on Pennsylvania Avenue. Right. We have to be there. We have to spend time. We have to get to know each other. Uh, and, and that's what we're doing. Uh, we're, we're spending our time. We're, we're, we're breaking bread with folks. Right. You'll see me at, at everybody's party. Right. You see me at everybody's event. You see other folks, um, even even our regional president, Augie. You know, everybody knows Augie. Augie's, uh, you know, he's there. Uh, my, my team lead, Dietrich Miller. We are out here. And, and we want to be a part of these communities. And people get to know us. They get to spend time with us. And that's how you build that trust. So beyond the dollars of award, you know, how does M&T support the awardees? Uh, well, again, we're, we're going to, uh, um, first of all, give the check. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs that. But at the same time, we're partnering with each one of them uh, by, by asking, what is it that you need? What else do you need? You know, well, how can we help? You know, how can we, can we lend our hands to you to help you with that and making those connections because you know one of the things that um mt is big on is relationships 
right? So we have a ton of clients. And if these folks need to be connected to somebody else to help them further their mission, we're happy to do that, along with the whole premise of, of Weave is to put these folks together, right? So we had these folks together uh, a couple of weeks ago, these 20 individuals and, and some of us and some folks on the Ravens and things like that. And, and I mean, sparks are flying. You know, connections are being made left and right. And, oh, and I can help you with that. And you can help me with this. And, and, and anybody here can help me with that, you know. And I mean, it was, it was, it was just amazing to be in that room, right? I mean, I, I said before that I, I felt so insignificant right? Because these folks are doing such amazing work. And I was like, man, I, I, I got to step my game up, right? <laughs> you know, I'm not doing enough, you know, uh, but, but it's amazing. And, and in those ways, we help to make those connections, uh, not only with we, but throughout the city of Baltimore. No, I, and it's, it's great when I saw the announcement of the people, some of those individuals have been on my show already. Okay, okay. And so I just was like, they hit it right in the head. They hit home runs. Yeah, and we didn't do it. We we didn't do it. We we again. This was this is what makes us different. What we're trying to do here different because we asked the community to to recommend these folks, right? We asked for nominators. We say, hey, listen, do you know that special person in your community? Nominate them, right? Some of these folks, what what you would they would never um, accept an award, right? They would never accept money. Right. Just just out of the blue. They're not looking for that. That's not why they do it. Right. These are the folks that are just doing what they do. Get up in the morning and, and do what they do. Right. Going out, cleaning Druid Hill Park, mm-hmm. cleaning the streets, you know, uh, working with some youth and, and teaching, teaching these young folks. And uh, I mean, just some amazing folks that, that just do what they do because because that's who they are. And we had, uh, you know, other uh, as opposed to other um, other situations where, you know, these these big organizations or, or, you know, and lights and cameras and stuff, you know, that's not them. They, they, many of them aren't even nonprofit, you know, they're, they're just themselves, maybe with some help doing what they do. Now, does M&T extend offer like classes for the, for the winners, maybe uh, on financial, like literacy, things of that nature going forward. So, Hey, we gave you some of this prize money. Here's some, some classes we can offer on financial things, things you could do going forward. Just so they, you know, they invest and make sure they're, you know, appropriate and use the money where it lasts and where they can maybe gain more capital possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something that we do all the time uh, with the financial literacy, first time home buyers, things like that. We do that all the time with a number of organizations. So we certainly have extended that to the, to the Weave nominees uh, and the organizations that they uh, are running and that they work with. Yeah, that's absolutely something that we're offering. That That's a great thing. That's a great thing. And. You know, where do you see this award ceremony every year? Where do you see it getting bigger and bigger? Do you see yourself doing more than 20 going up? I mean, the words going to get out. People yeah, are going to be listening to this yeah. episode. They're going to be like, wow, I didn't know about this. And where do you see it going the next five to 10 years? Well, we're happy to have this partnership, and we're hoping that it continues. It, you know, it grows every year. Again, this is our second year. I was a part of the selection committee last year. Uh, I'm part of the selection committee this year. And, and it's grown uh, in just in one year. Uh, and we've already, we had to make some changes. We did, um, I think we did 15 folks last year. Uh, it was 20 folks this year. You know, we were trying to kind of reach more people. Uh, so it's already changed, right? And and I can see in, in five, six years that we're going to have to make some more changes and try to reach some more folks. And, and I'm sure that we'll be able to do that. Hey, I appreciate you taking time out your day. Sit down and talk about the things that MIT is invested in. Weaver Institute, I'm excited to talk to you. The winner, uh, one of the winners uh, later on. And uh, just, I love that you 
took time out your day to just give us a little bit more knowledge of what's going on. Because the thing about my podcast, and I always tell people, the voices of the unheard. And now you're learning, hitting those voices and uplifting. And that sounds something like what you guys are doing. The people you say who don't even want this, they're doing the cleaning Drew Hill Park. They're helping youth advocates. Thank you so much for what MT has done for the greater Baltimore community. We really appreciate that. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate right. it. Folks, we'll be right back after these messages. We're talking about Baltimore We Rewards, created by MIT Bank and the Aspen Institute We, the Social Fabric Project. If you want to help build trust and connection by introducing people, organizing projects to strengthen your neighborhood, visit WeaverAwards.org. You can join with others in the Weave Baltimore group to make our city stronger, more connected. That's WeaverAwards.org. Next, we have Mr. Frederick. Jay Riley, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good, but I, I guess I'd press you to call me just Fred, right? All my friends call me Fred. My mother is a stickler for formalities, and so she forces me professionally to go by Frederick J. Riley. Um, but once you, once I meet you and we're friends, call me Fred. I, okay, we will Google by Fred. I love it. Perfect. I love it. Now you work with Weave. Uh, what do you do with them? So I am the executive director of Weave, the Social Fabric Project at the Aspen Institute. Um, and what our work or what I do is really support people who are working in communities hyper-locally. Um, oftentimes we hear about the efforts of, to build communities um, from big organizations who have big budgets and a lot of people um, and fancy logic models. And we believe that the way we're going to heal our nation right now is through supporting people who are doing works in our blocks, in our neighborhoods around the country. And so our work is to simply support them with resources, funds, and tools, um, help to amplify their voices, but use the amplified voices to inspire others to join into the cause as well. Nice. nice. Now, how did you get involved with I mean, I, I, I yeah. just learned about it, and I'm very excited, and I, I've did my research, but how did you get involved? So about two and a half years ago, I was working, um, I had a 16-year career with YMCAs around the country. I was the chief advancement officer for the officer for the YMCA of Greater Cincinnati. Before that, I had spent six years as the national director of urban development for the YMCA's national office and had senior roles in St. Louis, in Atlanta. And um, this job spoke to me when I got the call to say it was open. Um, the organization or the project had been around for a couple of years, and they were really trying to figure out how do they expand beyond sharing stories. For the first couple of years, we were sharing stories of really cool things that people were doing in communities for showing up for people for no reason. And so when I read it and I go, this is like a calling. I would like to do this, but I'd like to expand it. I'd like to move beyond just sharing stories because I think it's a bit extractive. I'd like to take the stories and support the people whose stories that we're sharing help to corral them together so they'll know each other, but then ultimately provide tools and resources and funds and then figure out how to inspire others to do what they're doing in their communities. Because what we found is that it doesn't take a rocket scientist to care. Um, and what these folks are doing in neighborhoods around the country for no other reason that they care could be easily replicated by other people if they understood how to do it. I love hearing that. You know, one thing I tell people about the podcast is the voices of the unheard. Yes. And what you're doing is right up my alley. When I was like, hey, what do you, have you heard about this? And I'm like, Fam, did my research. It was a no-brainer. Sign on. Let, let, I want one. And I'm, well, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm honored to just sit here and talk with you about this because wow. it's just really to hear these stories and that people really need to hear this in this age of so much things going on. And you're doing the work. And like, so MT, how did it all come about? You know, I, I think so. The relationship started long before I got there. Okay. And they were just trying to figure out what was the right fit or 
the way that we could work together. And when we, when I joined and and so when I joined the Aspen Institute and started leading weave, it was right before COVID stopped started. Mm -hmm. And so I started March 2nd, a couple of weeks later, we were headed home to figure out what it would be like to work from home. And so everybody (laughs) took their computers as like a pilot or dry run. And um, I ended up back in the office a year later. Um, But we took that year to really perfect who we were and how we were going to show up. And during that time, M&T Bank was really pushing hard about the fact that they were a community bank and community, but a different type of community bank. I think oftentimes banks and big corporate folks talk about what it means to be community, but M&T Bank said we're different. Community means that we're going to we're going to hunker down a little differently. We're going to look at philanthropy a little differently, and we're going to see how this relationship can help you, but also us figure out what community actually means. And so the, the our relationship, our marriage together to launch Weaver Awards in Baltimore was really um, us rethinking what it looks like to to work in communities. You guys talk about trust. Yeah. Social trust. Yep. What does that mean to you? So trust is a dependability in others. It's a dependability in our systems. It's a trust that what you said would happen will happen. What we know is social trust is a springboard for all our nation's issues. When trust is low, our democracy fails. When trust is low, our financial systems fail. When trust is low, our neighborhoods don't work right. But what we find is that one of the ways to build trust is local people working together to solve their own issues. Those people become the trust brokers. And so I want you to think about anytime you've gone to a barbershop or maybe even into a black church, right? And uh, I'm a politician and I come to your church and the, and the pastor says, vote for Fred. And you say, I trust my pastor, so I'm going to vote, right? Mm. Um, And in neighborhoods around the country, in communities that have been not invested in or disinvested in communities, there's always these groups who are doing work. And when I come in and say, we're going to build a park and the people don't trust, who do they go to? They go to the trusted member to say, let them come in. And so this trust begins to snowball and it begins to heal our neighborhoods, our cities, our states, and then ultimately our country. What we see happen nationally is a lack of trust. When the trust fails, our country fails. And so People aren't looking for the government to, to, to rebuild the trust. They aren't looking for corporations, but the people in communities are the folks who are going to bring the entire community along. And we want to create more of the people who are doing that. So I have a lot of listeners from Baltimore and D.C. Yeah. area, okay? And they're going to wonder, like, you know, why Baltimore? Yeah. Why Bal- Why would you pick Baltimore? So I, I, I tell a lot of people that Baltimore is our Petri dish in a lot of ways, right? And not in a bad way, in a, in a good way, because we want to figure out how to launch this around the country, right? So that's number one. Number two, um, when I started working for Weave, Crystal Starvis, who's a rock star, was our associate director. And she's from Baltimore. She understood the relationship. She understood the dynamics in a way that I couldn't come in off the streets and do this because you all didn't know what. You all didn't trust me, but you trusted her. And so it just made sense for us to go to a place where the trust was already established with the key member of our team. And as we continue to launch this in other cities, we even recognize that it can't be us to be the person to launch it because the community doesn't trust us. So how do we find the trust brokers in that community? And so Baltimore is ripe for that. Number one, because people in Baltimore are doing really, really great work for no other reason that they feel like they're a calling for them to do it. Number two, Um, the love that people in Baltimore have for their cities. Listen, I have never, I've been to some places where people love their city, but people really love Baltimore. And so when you launch a project in a place like Baltimore, it's going to be a hard not to say no because of all the love and the character in the city and what people want to do to make their city a better place. You know, you hit it right on the head right there about Baltimore's, we love our city. Yeah, you all don't don't shut up about it. I want you to know that, yeah. We do, we love our city. And the trust thing is really... You know, when you meet somebody from out of town, yep. and they're like, oh, I'm from Baltimore. Where are you in Baltimore? Yep. Oh, Randallstown. No, you're not from Baltimore. Yep. 
So that's yeah. that's what I think. That's we, a thing. It's, it's yep. a very prideful thing about Baltimore. Yeah. But we will work hard. Yep. And we're very prideful of what we do. Yeah. And we really take pride in the work and effort. And I'm glad you guys are seeing that and recognizing it. And I love the, how you use it as a petri dish. Yeah. I love how you use that analogy me and spreading out because it started in 2020. Was that correct? Uh, we the we launched We Rewards. Yep. In 2021. 21. Yeah. Sorry, so this is our second okay. year of it. Yeah. So we recognized the first year we had some kinks and we needed to find a way to to you know to make the chain a little you know easier to pull. And then this next year we figured it out. And then you know when we come back again, we're gonna perfect what we did this year into next year until we get it right. And it just is. And I think what I appreciate is that the journey to do this. Um, has been not not an easy journey, but all the people in Baltimore, the awardees, the hub, the committee that helps to choose the folks are all in the journey of saying, if you do this, it'll be better next time. Or how about this and try this. And so it's an all hands-on thing. And I think I appreciate that about Baltimoreans as well. So a lot of people are going to ask, you know, there's a lot of awards out here. There's a lot of nonprofits, yeah. you know. What makes the Weaver Awards different yeah. and unique? So I think what makes us different and unique is a couple of things. Number one, the awardees don't have to be an established nonprofit organization. They could be a really great person who is recognized for doing really great work in the community. They are a weaver. We're going to support them. Number two, the selection process for attaining the weaver award is different than how normally places give out grants, right? They it's a stuffy boardroom with the trustees of the organization sitting around to say, this person, I like what they say with this. I love that part. We read the narratives. We look at the budgets. The application process is seamless, so it's very easy as well. But I don't pick them. There's a group of Baltimoreans um, who are highly connected in the community, and they vouch for each and every person who selected. Mm. They say, I know that person. They do great work. We should choose them. And then we send them off, and there's an easy check-in process over the course of a year there's no pay post paperwork. It's a easy, you do great work. Here's the fund, go increase the capacity of the work that you're doing. And so it's easy in that way. And I think that's what makes it a little different. It's, they're chosen by their peers. Um, it's an easy application process and you don't have to have a fully fleshed out logic model, board of directors and nonprofit status to get the, the funding to do your work. So the next question people are gonna be asking, yeah. because I know when they hear this episode, how can I get on? How, what, what's the, what, what, what can I do? Yeah. When does it start next year? I know you already have the winners for this year, but yeah. how can one look out and find out? Is there a website that you can yep. um, let us know where we can find it? Social media. Yep. What is the plug? Plug us in. So if, if they get connected with us on our website at weareweavers.org, it also is the launch pad for all our social platforms, our Twitter, our Instagram, and Facebook, which will have the announcement of when next year is coming and when they can apply and the deadlines. We're also doing work in community. So this year we did things a little differently where we hosted community events to talk about the awards, answer questions, and we'll be doing that again in the next iteration as well. We want this to be as easy as a of a process as possible, and we want as many people to get involved as well. And then I think what we also want to do is we want other organizations to get inspired to launch their own award, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be Weaver Awards. Listen, I don't want to have the I don't want to have the the the, the neighborhood online with this but this is an easy process if that any organization who's providing funds can do um they just have to rethink what community is like and what it means to give funds to people to do really great work but you guys are doing the work and we love it yeah you guys are walking walk, talking and talking we really appreciate that and that's why we really want to get the word out and just celebrate what you guys are doing for the baltimore city community and people 
other who are doing amazing things. Yeah, and I think what's so amazing about it is I love the fact that you're celebrating what we're doing. But I, you know, I always push back on that and say it's not even the celebrating of what I'm doing. I think it's the celebrating of Sonia Merchant Jones, who I think you'll talk to later, and it's the yeah. celebrating of Hanif, who is running a mentoring program, um, Dyson, who is uh, running a mentor. Like the the art, the awardees are doing such cool projects. I almost feel like it's wrong for me to be even here having the conversation about Weaver Awards because I want to shine the light on them. These really great community leaders who looked out their window, saw an issue and said, if it's going to be solved, it's going to be about me. It's going to be me who does it. Listen, I'm not that person. I can't do that. And so I will always have this extra layer of gratitude for people who do and always will want to provide a way to support because um, I'm not that person and I'm not that thoughtful what they are. So somebody's listening. What do you want them to walk away with when they're sitting in the car listening to this interview? Yeah. What do you want them to take away? Some points. I think the takeaway from this is that everybody has the ability to lead right now in whatever way they can. Um, and that some of it may taking rethinking what community is and who you are. Um, and I also know I would also want them to know is that there is a weaving opportunity for them in their community. It may not be a project that they think of, but there's something happening in the next block or this block and get involved. The act of getting involved, the act of connecting with your neighbors, the act of solidifying relationships is the, is really the, 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 the spaceship that's going to heal our country. And I think everybody has a responsibility in that. You don't have to be the person to create the project, but you can get involved. And that act alone will help to heal the, through this really turbulent time that we're in right now in our world. And one more time, please plug the Instagram, yep. the Twitter. Yep. I don't know if you guys are TikTok, and I don't know if people are doing that, but anyway, so we they've can... been talking to me about TikTok. I feel like I'm too old for it. I'm 41 now. I can't on, do it. I'm too old for it. But listen, but if they go to weareweavers.org, okay. it'll give them access to all our social pages and it'll give them access to um, the Weaver Award page and it'll give them more information. And it'll also let them know when we're going to launch again and all the other information. Folks, he doesn't even know this though, but three of the people that won this year I've interviewed already. Wow. Christian Delgado. Wow. Uh, Easy Jackson. Yes. And Dana Thompson. Wow. So again, we're doing the same work. Yeah. But different capacity. Yeah. So whoever's and choosing those yep. groups, people, must be the same pool of people um, that I, I know. Well, I think what's so amazing about it is, is what you just said. You said we all have a responsibility in this. And I think there's some people who put gas in, some people right. who change the tires. But everybody is like a pit crew. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a role in helping to solve our tough issues. And you figured out your role. I think that we, we figured out ours. And the weavers in communities in Baltimore figured out theirs. And it's an ecosystem. And we just want to be an active participant in making sure that we're working towards it. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Folks, we'll be right back. Thank you. Baltimore Weaver Awards were created by m Bank and Weave, the social fabric project and initiative of the Aspen Institute. The awards celebrate the people quietly weaving our communities together through conversations, projects, or events. They build trust among neighbors. You can learn more and join the Weave Baltimore group by visiting weaverawards.org. That's weaverawards.org. And folks, we are back. And again, we have had an amazing day here. I'm so excited, you know, for all the things that we've learned today. And we have an amazing guest coming on next. Ms. Sonia Merchant-Jones, how are you doing today? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so happy you're here. I'm, I'm, I've, been, this, I've been waiting for you all day. I'm very excited to hear your story. Happy to be here. Congratulations on being the 2022 winner, correct? That is correct. Correct. For the Weaver, right? That is for the Weaver. All right. Tell people a little bit about you. Well, I've lived in Baltimore my whole life. You know, I, I've lived here all my life, worked here all my life, went to school here, grandparents here, great-grandparents, 
Uh, they had businesses here. So I feel like the city is mine. It is. You know, we all need to take responsibility for where we live. And if we invested in that way, um, then that incites us to do good things. I'm always talking about love where you live. And so, yeah, I've been here all my life and I, I still work. I work for the state's attorney's office of Baltimore City. And I do a lot of things. I serve on the Police Accountability Board of Johns Hopkins University. I chair my community association. Shout out to Better Waverly. And uh, I just love this city. It doesn't matter. All four corners, you know, if I'm needed, I'm there. So you are in Better Waverly, huh? I am. I'm in Better okay, Waverly. Okay, so what do, you, what do you do for the community? That's, you know, you know you, the Weaver Ward. Tell us how this all came about. Well, you know, you hear all the time about wraparound services. Right. Well, I am the wraparound service in my community. Mm. Um, I think people see that as a, 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 a something different, but it starts in your community. I mean, we have challenges in the city, no doubt. Challenges in neighborhoods, challenges in certain communities and certain sides of the city. But therein lies the solution as well. It lies within the community. Um, there are lots of people who have invested in this city, who love this city because they live here. They raise their children here. They've gone to school here. But yet that wealth, because that's wealth, that wealth is not tapped into. And that's so unfortunate. I can't do anything about that but do that myself and hope that it inspires someone else to do the same. And that's how the Weave Award came about. I mean... I go in my pocket to do what I do um, because it gives me so much joy. And so when that Weave Award application came up, I said, well, I'll fill it out on the very last day. Mm. And I laughed. Uh, uh, it was a Tuesday. I laughed. I said, mm, I'm not going to get that award. And I, you know, I laughed to myself. That afternoon, the email came in and said that you are uh, one of the uh, awardees. And I was just shocked. I mean, because I always think that people like myself who just go about doing what needs to be done, you know, you don't do it to be noticed. No one gives you anything because you're always giving. And then for that to happen and for the uh, Aspen Institute and M&T Bank to uh, read my application and think that it was worthy of an award, you know, it just inspires me to do better. And it inspires me to make certain that everything that needs to be done to be honorable to that, I do. I love hearing this story. Like I can sit here all day and hear you because this is what it's all about. My podcast is talking about the voices of the unheard. Mm -hmm. We always talk about that. You're doing an amazing job doing things for your community. You know, I remember growing up, and I used to come over to the Waverly community. Because mm -hmm. I remember Memorial Stadium used to be over that way. Mm -hmm. And that was the spot where we get the peanuts from the peanut guy on Greenmont on the corner and then walk up to the you know stadium. And so I remember the area, and I remember it was the best place in area, the area, the whole Greenmont, Waverly area. And I'm I'm happy to hear about what you like. What things have you been doing that you can highlight and tell us about? Okay. Um, well, <clears throat> I remember someone said to me that there was an issue in front of the corner store. I didn't see anything, you know, because I live on the opposite end. Uh, so I kind of lay back to let people work things out themselves, but they kept saying it to me. Well, I'm a mother of three, two of them sons. Uh, and um, I always say my boys have always loved my law first. So that means they don't get in trouble with law anyplace else. Mm. That's just real. So I, I said, well, I'll, I'll go down to the corner and I'll see what's going on. But 
first, one of the neighborhood police officers felt like he could take care of it. And I'm saying, you know, I live here. I know these kids. And that's fine that you think that you can do that. But it's better if you do it with me. Mm. He said, no, I don't want you to, you know, put yourself out that way. I'm like, this is my city. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. So he came back and said they wouldn't, you know, listen to me. I said, I'm going to let them calm down for a day or two. Went back. Said, what can I cook for y'all? What can I do? What do y'all want? And uh, they said, we, we would like Thanksgiving. Mm. We, 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 we want that. So that's what I did. I did three turkeys. I did all the sides. But what I also did was I called those same police officers in that couldn't get a response from those young men. I said, don't wear your uniforms. Just come. Just sit. Just be. And they did. And everybody had a, a really good time around you know, turkey, macaroni and cheese and all the stuff that people love at Thanksgiving. And uh, at the end, we all introduced ourselves. And when the officers introduced themselves, everybody was quiet mm. and silent because they found out there's more that we have in common than we don't. And to this day, they thank me. One of the guys on the corner, one of them. He, I saw him... I don't know, maybe a, a year or so after that. I hadn't seen him on the corner. And I was in 7-Eleven in Waverly, right there in Barkley, in, in uh, 33rd. And he came in with a white T-shirt on, white pants, and a little white cap. And he walked up to me and said, I'm working in the bakery now. He mm. said, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, you, I'm doing it. Because I would talk to him every time I saw him. I said, whatever it is you do, not only do I see you, but everybody sees you. And I want you to do A, B, C, D, F, G. Well, he knew my sons, and he knew what their boundaries were. I'd always tell the young men in the neighborhood who would, you know, want to side up to my boys and say, well, you know, they live with me, so they have to do what I say. And then I had to end it by saying how much I love Michael and Cedric, because mm. I do. And I want them to be safe, and they're safe with me. So one of the young guys on the porch said, um, well, can you love me too, Miss Sonia? I said, Aww. I do. And I just did a, 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 a television interview with WJZ, and I told them the story of a little boy nine years old who came, sat on my porch, always try to give kids something to do in the neighborhood. And I wanted him to be able to read addresses. Well, he told me he couldn't read. And he said, and I know if I don't learn, I'm going to jail. I said, you don't have to go to jail. Mm. I'll teach you how to read. So those are the things. It might sound simple to some people, but those are the things that you have to connect to where you live. You never know what someone's need is if you don't ask or if you don't put yourself in a position that people can uh, come to you and know that they can confide in you and that you're going to find a way to help them out of whatever it is they're in. My daughter says I'm the fixer. I'm, um, and that, that, that really means something to me because I, I didn't know who Olivia Pope was. <laughs> but that's what she said. You are the fixer. But guess what? We all should be fixers of things that we see that are wrong to the best of our ability. And if we can't do it, get someone else who may be able to fill that gap, and then you got two people fixing. And then you, you get three, and it goes on and on and on. I live that way. I really do. Whether I'm talking to you or whether I'm alone 
in my home. It's just the way I live. And so it's easy for me, uh, the things that people find um, uh, insurmountable, so to speak. To me, it's not. Because as I explained, you know, I live where the sun shines every day. We all have an inner theme song and we all have things that motivate us. And so I'm motivated to serve. It's just the way that I am. And, you know, I receive uh, things by affirmation. It, it inspires me to continue to, to do what I do. The sun's always shining for me. Not to say that it can't be misty or rainy, but I'm not the misty or rainy girl. And I was telling uh, some uh, 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 people that I serve with on a, on, a, on a committee that that has its place too because it brings balance. But, you know, we, we, uh, we need to face the day. Uh, with the sun shining. Uh, and even if it isn't, eventually, as we all know, it does come out. And so that's how, how I lead. And that's what I do in my neighborhood. That's what I do in my job. I'm a victim witness advocate. And so I'm always uh, helping to resolve people's issues. And I love that. Hey, you said, I don't need to ask any questions. You, you, you gave a story and that's, I love it. I love everything I've heard. And, you know, the dinner, I, I really think, I really love how we, you broke down. We're not that different at all. We're all not that different. And that's so important. The message that you're getting out there. And we thank you for what you're doing for Baltimore and your community. We really appreciate that. And what, I mean, what do you want people to walk away from, from what you've said all today? What, what, would you want, what, what do you want their final thought? What do you want them to think? Well, I guess the final thought is don't look for someone else to have the answers. Really, if you look deep enough, the answers within yourself, as I said, the solutions lie within the community. Um, don't look for your representative to know everything. They work for us. And so we have to, you know, give them what we, we need, but not only give, but help accomplish what we want to see. And so many people sit back waiting for someone to come to the rescue when the only person that will rescue you is yourself and people who think like you to make things better where they live. I, I, I confront uh, what I see that uh, in the way of, of what is good and um, so far so good. Folks, you heard it here. I mean, amazing, thank you so much. I've learned a lot and I know the audience is gonna, they're gonna want, they're gonna want to find you. Are you on social media anywhere? Can they find you, look you up? I am on social media. Okay. Um, Facebook. Okay, Facebook. Instagram. Um, should I? Yeah, if you, if you, if you want to. If not, no worries. Well, you know, my name is Sonia Merchant Jones, and look me up. Okay. And uh, <laughs> if it's positive, um, I may uh, confirm. <laughs> okay, we'll do that. Hey, because I know this is going to be very powerful, and people are going to want to know how they can contribute and help out and things of that nature. So, Well, that's a wonderful thing. And, uh, you know, I'm always cooking dinner, so everybody's welcome. My stomach's growling right now. Y'all heard me. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for your time. Love, peace, grow.